Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. And you've been closely following the earnings season, of course, in the United States. Naturally, we have to look at our local banks as well. They are coming up with their report cards and it's going to be closely watched because it's a bit of an indicator of how well the rest of the economy is doing because we are talking about rising interest rates as well as the potential for a recession around the corner. So how well will Singapore banks do in their next earnings reports? Let's check in with Andrea Chung. She is the Equity Research Analyst at CGS CIMB. Morning, Andrea. Hi, good morning. Hey, let's check in first with you on your assessment of what's playing out in the backdrop. You've got a lot of talk about a potential recession around the corner. Investors just worried about how that could play out in Asia and of course, affect banking stocks. Walk us through how the market has been pricing it in already. Mm. I think that the whole notion of a recession being around the corner, that's really been quite apparent in the banking stocks here in Singapore, where traditionally, if you were to expect interest rates to keep rising, you would also typically expect the bank's share prices to move in that way as well. But instead, share prices here, they've been quite range-bound and has even come off a little over the past couple of months. So I'd say that the risk of a recession or even just of lower growth, this has been capping the Singapore bank's share prices to an extent. Okay, and if we look at some of the signs coming up from the U.S. earnings season, we did see some notable trends. Of course, the consumer side of things doing well, people saving more and benefiting from rising interest rates. And of course, banks would do so as well. On the flip side, global deal-making risk appetite is on the down. So investment banking fees, trading fees, that is not looking too peachy. Is that going to play out the same way for local banks? As you mentioned, the local banks, their third quarter earnings, that's around the corner as well. And we usually do see similar trends between the U.S. banks and the Singapore banks here. So very broadly, we are expecting a bit, soft, some of, a, a bit of a softer level of fee income. So if you're looking at your wealth management customers, mm. they're staying risk off with a good part of them preferring the whole cash instead of turning it into products. In terms of deal-related fees, transaction-related fees, we think this could be quite limited as well. A bright spot, though, is that hedging demand um, and therefore trading income, this could be relatively strong given the market volatility that you mentioned. And this could actually offset some of the mm. fee income weakness that we are expecting. Now, Andrea, let's dive a bit deeper into the interest rate environment. It is rising. So I imagine that could be good news for the NIM side, the net interest margin side. Or will that actually lead to demand destruction because people might see, hey, it's going to be more expensive to borrow? You're right. I actually see high interest rates as a double-edged sword banks. They're good for the bottom line, but this does come at the risk of choking out growth. But having said that, as a whole, I do think that the overall effect of higher rates, they are more of a net positive to banks. Mm. As even in a resulting low or even zero growth scenario, the repricing effect of these higher rates, this should still translate into higher earnings for the bank. All right. We're talking with Andrea Chong. She is the equity research analyst for CGS CIMB. Andrea, we are also watching out for what's playing out in China. And it is widely expected to post its weakest growth rate annually in multi-decades. How is China going to affect the local banks, especially with the weakness in property sector? I think the risk from China really, like as you mentioned, comes from the property sector. And this is two-pronged. 
Firstly, it comes from the customers being unwilling to service their mortgages on uncompleted properties and also from the risk coming from developers going under. But if you think about it, think banks, they're not very big players in the China property market, seeing that you have very large state-owned banks that there. So with that, their exposures to this segment, this comes up to about less than 1% of their whole loan books with a good part of these exposures, either being the property developers here in Southeast Asia and within China or to quite relatively safe Chinese state-owned enterprises. So with that, I don't see the weakness in Chinese property being a significant risk to the Singapore banks at this juncture. Right, Andrea, let's look at your top picks for the three local banks. You've got DBS as the preferred pick. Walk us through your thinking here and how far OCBC and OUB from that top? Mm. Going into this third quarter results, I think DBS, they could outperform its peers, just mainly coming from a margin expansion point of view. But other than that, credit costs were expecting this to stay quite low. Um, you have quite a large buffer of management overlays. Um, the other two, they're not too far behind. But if you're looking at just leveraging that interest rate story, go with DBS for this round. All right, DBS topic for Andrea Chong. She is the equity research analyst for CGS CIMB. Andrea, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.